In my previous podcast, I explained what and why I'll be doing with the following podcasts, which basically will be documenting what has happened to me as far as the Amber Rock Protocol is concerned. So I started in September the 1st, 2017. So what follows now is what I wrote then, and there will be several others which I will give a date. So, September the 1st, 2017. The post was called Ups and Downs. I think it's definitely the yeast, fungus and candida that collectively are the reasons why I've been suffering for the past 13 years. Obviously, candidiasis and multiple sclerosis are two different things. One, consider a very easily contained and cleared infection, and the other, an incurable disease. It wasn't known or even considered that the two are very closely connected and will exacerbate the cumulative symptoms. That was until the late Amber Rock highlighted the connection and then went on to remove the combined problem from herself. The combination of antifungals and various other supplements with a very specific diet is the way to go. That's that's not a hope or an estimation or a possibility. It's a proven fact that has and is being done by a group of people of which I'm fortunate to be one. I'm sure you can appreciate that in order for a successful outcome, there has to be a determined effort to get through. It's not rocket science, but it is a very specific and detailed plan that must be followed. Obviously, I don't know exactly when or what changes will happen. There has to be some ups and downs as organs are cleared of pathogens and and parasites. As my friend Janet was telling me, I am going to experience days that seem fantastic, followed by horrible days. Once, as I travel along the bumpy and smooth, straight and curvy road, but that's not exactly what it is. The journey is unpredictable. But now I absolutely know there's a specific destination, and at times it will probably be very dark. But now I can see a light at the end of the tunnel. So that was my uh, first day of doing the Amber Rock Protocol, September the 1st, 2017. This one is September the 2nd. It's called A Possible Answer. Now, in the main, since I've embarked on this exciting journey of restored health, I've slowly experienced very subtle improvements. As I've said before, the differences are things so small that they wouldn't be noticed by an onlooker. But for me, they're making a difference. As I'm trying to negotiate my way to my bedroom or more frequently to the bathroom, I have to steady myself by holding onto the door frames. Actually, it's not just holding, it's gripping. I come on the edge of a precipice. There's no guarantee that my legs will move as I attempt to walk.
there's the natural movement in my upper body as my upper body anticipates this step which could rest in it or could it could become a fall if the bottom half stayed rooted to the floor when it does which isn't every time i'm always relieved as my toes remember to curl up so slightly but on occasion as i've said they don't always comply resulting in foot drop and my poor toes are dragged across the metal ca uh, carpet strip ouch skin being ripped off the toes isn't nice anyway that subtle improvement that genuinely pleases me however a negative of late that I've been that that has that have been in me feeling incredibly weak. That have been in me feeling incredibly weak. At around lunchtime every day. So much so that I've had to desperately and I mean desperately get to my bed and stay there for three hours. After my rest I've gradually felt much better then return to the living room for another three hours. These changes have meant I'm actually spending about 15 hours in my bed each day. Last night, about 10.30, I spent some time reading the list of foods to eat, and more importantly, foods to avoid. My morning drinks include coconut water, about 500 ml in the morning and another 250 in the afternoon, excuse me. <coughs> Pardon me. So I sent a text message to my friend Janet, who is much more experienced in the Amberal Protocol, and asked about the coconut water. She very clearly and firmly replied that coconut water was definitely a no-no because of its sugars. Now I'm annoyed myself. I know that all variants of sugar, all the oses, including fructose, make my life hell. So I normally avoid it like the plague. So a clear explanation, my mornings of feeling good initially, then desperately weak. A three hour rest, but good, then three hours or four hours followed by another desperately weak spell has an answer stupid stupid stefan it was my much loved coconut water no more period so that was on september the second september the third i wrote again it was called confident yesterday evening and how i felt was confirmation that my Hold that the hold up in my quest to health was indeed the coconut water. At the end of day one, my movement, which was, which had, of late has been quite frightening, frighteningly limited, was a lot better. No, I wasn't able to walk like a normal person, of course, but I wasn't clinging desperately to the door frames. As, I, as, I, as if my life depended on it. 
it was much more comfortable and far less anxious. This morning I was able to get into my bath with magnesium chloride. That's been a godsend to me, it really has. Anyway, after an hour soak, my usual struggle to get out of the bath was actually quite easy. Well, easy in comparison to previous times, so it was far less stressful. That may seem a little strange to you, but being able to get out of out a first attempt and not slip back in into the bath, sending a tidal wave of water over the bath and soaking the bathroom floor, which takes 30 minutes or more with towels to mop up, was actually really good. I had to make some serious changes to my shopping cart. Delivery, of course. And I know there will be some experimentation experimentation could even read my own writing experimentation as I get accustomed to having the occasional treat but in reality that's a small price to pay I think for everyone that is faced with the option of staying sick or getting healthy not with every disease but with most the challenge is there to be confident that this will work and have the courage your convictions. So that was September the 3rd. September the 5th. Different agendas. I personally think that the world or the people of the civilized world have slowly but surely become a sad bunch. Not everyone, but a very large percentage. The reason for that or what I believe to be the people with no concern for life, or should I say, quality of life, is that it's become perfectly acceptable for people to be overweight and unhealthy. These days, there are constant commercials and advertisements for unhealthy food. Admittedly, they taste good, and it's normal to taste or drink them and want more. Very few processed foods are actually good for you. The prominent lettering shouts that it's healthy or it has been enriched or that it's fat-free, another misleading verbiage. The reality is that most processed foods are riddled with additives like MSG, that's monosodium glutamate, which is the excitotoxin that fools your brain into wanting more. You know when you eat some Pringles, it's hard to stop at six or seven. You're not hungry, but you just want more. So you cram them into your mouth. The clever advertisers portray them as something good. You'll have more friends and have a good time. But what they don't tell you is that the nutritional value is probably equal to the container it came in. Really. Foods that are quite basic, such as crisps or beans or peas, should just be that. Basic. But they aren't that, are they? Read the label. Look, and you'll actually read and comprehend why does, or fail to comprehend, 
Why does just about everything you eat have sugar in? Or ten unpronounceable additives that are quite, frankly, shouldn't be in the human body. They make foods from crops that have been sprayed with herbicides and pesticides. Do what? Kill insects? What if it kills insects? Then enough of it will kill you. Why do 75 or 80% of people take an over-the-counter medicine, that's an OTC, or prescription medication? They're all scratching his other's back, big pharma, food companies, advertisers. You see, you buy more, you get sick, you go to the doctor who prescribes a drug that does no more than ease the symptoms. You can continue to eat or drink. Or cover your body with toxins and that cycle continues who's to blame the money grabbing pariahs that's who but it's you that's enabling him use your common sense don't be a slave to your taste buds they and you should have a completely different agenda so that was my post for september the third I did a lot my first month. I think I did about 12 posts for the first month. But I'll read a bit more. Okay, September the 6th. Wow, what a difference. On Tuesday, that is that. On Tuesday, I knew it was going to be a bad day from about mid morning. I never struggled. I really struggled to do most things. It was difficult just to sit up straight. I kept leaning to one side. But as, I, as I said, I refused to be sad or frustrated because I knew it was temporary and that I'd feel great on Wednesday. So after a decent night's sleep, which for me was about five hours, as I've said, it was more than enough. And now I'm ready for this great day. The difference between yesterday and today is like night and day. Yesterday getting up and negotiating my way to the bathroom was scary. But today it's as if I've taken a huge step forward. Sounds good, doesn't it? Well, the above description is what I will be feeling it tomorrow. Because I'm writing this at 7.30 on Tuesday evening. I know it's going to be great on Wednesday. As I've described, that's how confident I am in what I'm doing. As my body goes through changes, as the fungus and yeast are priced off the various organs in readiness for expulsion, they try to cling to the organs and are desperate to continue ruining my life. But guess what, you parasites? I've learned from a friend that they could, what the correct procedure is to get rid of you forever. So, see ya. I don't want to be ya. That was my post for September the 6th. September the 7th is called Parasites. While I firmly believe the main factor exacerbating and perpetuating my, my MS is candida-related, 
I also believe that the parasites in my gut are making this, this even worse. I think when we hear of parasites, the natural thoughts lead to something disgusting that can only happen in a third world or in third world countries. Sadly, that's not the case. For some unbeknownst, unbeknownst reason, parasites are never mentioned. They're not talked about by doctors. But it's estimated that more than 250 million people in what is considered the civilized world are suffering from parasite infections. Parasites can be as tiny as a single cell, single cell guardia to a 60 foot long tapeworm. Not nice. And guess where they live? Primarily in your gut. The gut is full of neurons and neurotransmitters, specifically serotonin. It makes up what is known as the enteric nervous system. The gut and the brain have a direct relationship, commonly called the gut-brain axis. The relationship means the distress in the gastrointestinal tract can show up in the nervous system. When there is inflammation in the gut, this can lead to inflammation in the brain. Likewise, inflammation in the brain has also been linked to directly, directly cause inflammation in the gut. Inflammation in the brain will cause mental diseases like depression, anxiety, and cognitive disorders and autoimmune disorders. Many times autoimmune conditions have a relationship to one another. The autoimmune flare-ups that have been documented to be specifically related to parasitic infections and gut and joint related parasitic infections are more common than you think. Many times a parasite can thrive in the human body and show no sign and show no sign of its presence. Excuse me. <coughs> Other times a person will feel constantly ill, being be on several medications, including antipsychotic drugs and have no idea that a chronic parasitic infection is the root to their problem, such as irritable bowel syndrome, BS, and reactive arthritis. With this in mind, I invested in a Zappa, which, without getting too complicated here, I'll just say that the Zappa, both the Dr. Holder Clark and Don Croft versions, have been used successfully. Used have been very successfully used by thousands of people to kill parasites. Mine arrived yesterday, so I'm very excited about using it. So that was my September seventh. Okay. September the eighth is called Lies, Blatant Lies. My previous post was about parasites and how the medical world all know or know all about them. Admittedly, the average doctor knows of them, but probably does not have a detailed 
or in-depth understanding about them. There are so many things that are simply misdiagnosed because their training was never focused on healing, on healing or truly caring. It's about keeping their jobs. Harsh words, I know, but it's the truth. If parasites were removed from the body, then probably 40% of doctors would be, would be stopped. So why not prescribe a drug that temporarily eases the problem? It just means that they have to... Sorry. It just means that they'll have to uh, come back and pay for more drugs. The drug companies, as Big Pharma, don't create cures, they create customers. And it's a great and extremely profitable business for them. There is so much information being distributed by drug pressures. Sorry, oops. Doctors through medical schools, sponsored by drug companies, and most people have been brainwashed by TV ads into wanting instant relief instead of long-term cures so they just want a quick fix sorry about that that's i'm getting notifications on my phone which is why those beeps keep on happening so i apologize for that anyway you have guessed from this and my previous post that i'm pretty passionate about this so blatant lies oh you just have a tummy bug or more pleasant way of saying you have a parasite infection the bugs are just that freaking bugs they just give you a one-size-fits-all antibiotic and by the way look up biotic living organism living organisms so you get an anti-life pill that doesn't distinguish between good and bad it just kills Another is the dentist telling you to, telling you by giving up, he's giving you a silver filling. That is a lie. Yes, it's silver coloured, but only 8 to 10% is silver. It's mercury, which is the most toxic, non-radioactive substance on earth. I don't blame doctors per se. They themselves have been conned into believing and doing what Big Pharma asks. Keep them sick. It's so frightening to see how most people are so accepting. It just goes to show money talks. So that is my first week and a bit of um, on the Amberat Protocol. My next one will actually carry on in September the first month, but I can't do any more now. So I hope that's quite interesting, and I'll talk to you again soon. Take care. But if I was a bit sort of stilted while I'm reading now, because I'm sitting in bed looking at my Kindle and trying to read into my um, my phone, so I do apologise. I'm only human. I'm only Stefan, and I'm suffering from something which the Doctors consider this to be incurable, although I don't. So, take care. Talk to you soon. Bye for now.